Hello, welcome to Movies Are Real for the month of September. The sort of kind of spooky month. I mean, it's October. The thing with this podcast... It's pre-October, that's what September right. is. And we are a monthly movies podcast where we come here and we talk about the movies of the month prior and what we're looking forward to next month. It is currently October, so we're looking back on September, so we're feeling spooky. <laughs> and also, like, outside it's raining, and it's got the, the ambiance and mood of a spooky Yeah, you have atmosphere. that ghost candle holder yeah, I got over a there. happy Halloween... We have some right ghosts now. that may or may not be racist, so we, we don't know. <laughs> the jury's still out on that. Uh, but you yes, see, we, we added that to the to the to the studio we recorded to right. really give you the the, the feeling of when the you audio listen listeners back to this, will really appreciate. They'll really appreciate all the, the true horror. Yeah, <laughs> the true horror that is my voice. Right. <laughs> but yes, this is the month of September. This is movies are real. I'm George Cruz. I'm here with Ryan Lance. That is my name. Carrie Lyles. Hello. We're gonna talk about the movies of September. A pretty light month, actually. A pretty spooky month, though. I mean, like, I mean, actually, I mean, probably the highest grossing. Yeah. I mean, there okay. was a lot of spooky movies. We just saw very few of them. Yeah, I guess so. For flatliners and friend requests, we don't. You know, those are movies. You know, we, we missed out on the real heavy hitters. Yeah. The... <laughs> Ellen Page. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. That was, that was the. You haven't was... lived until you die. Mm. Or you know. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Getting into it, the biggest getting into it. it. <laughs> the movie no one will shut up about. We're here to talk about it again. Hello. Yeah, it's true. I mean, to be, I mean, it's not like we avoid like big movies. But uh, no. last episode, we were coming into this movie like we're hoping it's good. We don't know. Reviews are in saying like, eh, it's all right. We're here now, and it's now like the biggest movie of the fucking year. And Carrie, is this movie good? I love it so much <laughs> it is good folks uh yeah you heard it from carrie first <laughs> yes so it 2017's it it is a good movie uh, we're all here that it's good right ryan I yeah think. i love yeah. that movie it's Fantastic. a it's a good ass movie um so yeah it is it, it this it i think we talked about it in the last episode that it's going to be focusing on the first half of the book and the the, tri- well, the kids children. Stuff. Well, the book is told in a non-linear way. Like it goes back and oh, forth. Oh, see, I haven't read it the goes, book. It goes back and forth, and it'll like weave. Like they'll be having a memory, and the memory is all formatted in italics, and then it'll weave. Right. Someone says and dare, then, and but then the nineties, <laughs> yeah, the fever trap, and then their children what? again. <laughs> no, but uh, so the story in the book and in the miniseries is told like all conjuncted, like back and forth but then this one is just the kids right and uh it's pretty damn good especially where do we start with i guess let's start with the kid actors themselves mm-hmm. so what is the name of the gentleman from stranger things film more film whatever you got that wrong both times <laughs> oh i'm sorry uh it's kind of weird saying that I feel like he stole the show as well as the person, the actress who played, uh, wow. Beverly Lillis. She played Beverly. And who played Beverly. I, thought I very much not... agree with that. They were they were my two favorites. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hands down, Richie was my favorite. And it's kind of, it's weird with Finn. He plays, because uh, I don't know any one of the characters of It, so Carrie, you're going to have to walk me <laughs> over here. So what's the name of the character that Finn plays again? Uh, Richie. Richie. Richie, Richie all right. Yep. right. And so it's weird, because Finn's kind of just playing, 
Well, I guess it is, his character is very different from the character in Stranger Things, but his, his character in Stranger Things is kind of like this nice kid who's not saying, fucking shit, you <laughs> pussy-ass bitch, goddamn, I'm gonna get over here. And Eddie's get... mom's vagina on Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> um, he plays this sort of lovable dickhead mm-hmm. uh and he plays it very well in a way that i am shocked like how good he balances the line of coming across as lovable and still being kind of a yeah. shithead um the epitome of class clown but not not obnoxious class clown and not and not, not scary sewer clown <laughs> right and we'll get to good old bill over here in a second here billy old Sarsgard. uh-huh and uh, what what do you like about Sophia Lillis's uh, portrayal of Beverly Marsh? So that's the, the female member of the Losers Club. Yeah, so that's the weird thing because Beverly as a character, like it, it feels not great. Like she's just kind of like this female character that all the fucking dudes kind of fall in love with, and they're sort of uh, obsessed with throughout like the entirety of the book. Um, and so I feel weird because I can't tell how much is it like the character is good or if she just worked like the group of boys work good with her or because i think they do the whole bit of her and her relationship with her father pretty well with this in this mm-hmm. adaptation without seeing melodramatic or um i guess i don't want to say over i don't know what the word i'm looking for is but just not nailing it and actually making you feel sympathy for the character um, at least I don't remember in the miniseries, I felt like everything done with Beverly in the miniseries wasn't done great. Uh, I agree with that about the miniseries, but yeah, yeah. I, I really liked Beverly's character in the, in the, in this new film. I felt like the, the difference between like her home life and her relationship with, uh, the, the boys in the loser club was very like, it, it showed like a lot of depth to her character and like who she really is as well as like her, how she interacts with like. The girls at school who bully her because they say she's a slut or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. There's a lot of like. There's a lot of interests to interests to her that like make her her feel like a real like kid, you know. Mm-hmm. And and then like how she like rel- how she doesn't know these kids very well, but then like very quickly she relies on them. Like after the scene in the bathroom, we're like, oh blood. Ugh. That scene's fucking. That's that is the scene. Where you're like, this movie's scene. this movie's gonna be fucking that fantastic. Is a great scene, yeah. But like after that, you know, she calls them and then she does that whole thing of her like, like running down the stairs and like you guys have to fucking help me. I love that. It's a perfect like follow up because it has this like emotional depth to the scene that was like visual and awesome. Mm-hmm. And then also just weird because like her dad walks in and is like, "What's going on?" And there's blood fucking everywhere. <laughs> yeah the scene specifically is the scene with the she's there's like the is it what gets stuck in the it looks like well it in, looks like hair or right like, well because like she cuts her hair and it right. goes down the drain so then it like comes back and right. it's like grabbing it reminds her. and then she puts a, a tape measure down the thing to see right. how deep it is and it gets to like 250 feet and then when she's bringing it back up it's got a bunch of gunk on it. right it feels like it reminds me a lot of the johnny depp death scene from yeah, uh, nightmare on elm street too. and it looks so it mm-hmm. does so good it's just so good and so i was rewatching yeah. that same scene from the original one and it's just like the balloon comes out and pops <laughs> and she's like ah and the, the dad comes in he's like <laughs> she's like there's a spider in the sink he's like i worry about you baby and i think like with the kid group i think the most impressive thing about it is that it sort of is the sort of stereotypical like coming of age sort of story like it is stranger things it is sort of stand it by is, me yeah um 
but even though it is very stereotypical kind of and all these characters are sort of filled this sort of role that you already know of mm-hmm. it's still really interesting and the characters are still really likable and it would be easy for at least for me like to distance myself from it and not fully invest in it but the characters are so well and the writing is so good that i was completely mm-hmm. invested in it mm-hmm. um carrie you got anything about the uh kid actors specifically i well, I think it, it's really cool because the main thing of this story is that these kids, when they're together, they have this magnetism about them that, uh, like, in the book, like, they all, people will always mention that when the, when the seven of them are all together, there's this energy about them, and it's like, it's like they're drawn together by right. this bigger force to bring the, and the power that they have propelled by their friendship is what's going to be able to defeat the defeat Pennywise in the end or or it as Mm -hmm. they say but it's just so cool that uh they were able to have the chemistry that they could capture on screen and so then when you're watching it you feel that same Mm -hmm. sense of magnetism it's like oh my god these kids are gonna be able to Mm -hmm. do it and it's just because it's like the them they empower each other so much and then that's what that's what makes them be able to beat the bullies in the rock fight and do all the, right. all the other stuff that they wouldn't be able to do otherwise yeah that chemistry i think it is the thing that uh like i mentioned earlier like get sort of transcends the sort of cliche nature mm-hmm. of the sort of it story about these group of kids going to go solve this weird spooky town mystery thing <laughs> And that's that's really what like I like this over like a lot of other modern horror films because a lot a lot of them are just like centered around like okay we're gonna get to the spooky thing and then like oh maybe the main character like oh she has a bad relationship with her mom or whatever <laughs> but that that's like that's like to the side and it it's just like the driving force to get her to the next scare <laughs> but everything in this is like oh, they're friends, and it's so much fun to watch them just be friends. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit, uh, he's been attacked by a leper. Oh, Jesus, what's <laughs> happening? And maybe we should finally actually start talking about the spooky thing itself. Uh, Mr. Billy Skarsgård. Yeah. The handsome man that everyone wants to fuck, whether he's a clown or not, mm-hmm. apparently. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the first thing that... Uh, it's hard to live up to Tim Curry. Like, it's hard to follow that up. Um, and just from the trailers, it seemed like this guy was really into it. But then, the, obviously, since this, it, it starts off with the whole Georgie scene with the it's... fucking boat. And I, oh. at least for me, like, that's, so he good. absolutely nailed that scene. And mm-hmm. from that scene on, I was like, oh, nope, this guy's fucking got it. The way he speaks, the way he looks, and also how the movie just fucking goes for the fucking... Like, it's not dancing for the violence. It's just fucking chomp your fucking arm off <laughs> yeah. in blood. And it's so fucking good. I, I loved that. That opening scene. Oh, it's as so good. As soon as that scene concluded, I was like, I, uh. this is my favorite movie of all time. Because, <laughs> like, I remember when I... Because I started reading the book... And uh, I hadn't really ever seen the entire miniseries. And I, in the book, it's like, Georgie gets his arm ripped off. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. And then you watch the made-for-TV miniseries, and it just, like, pans in on his screen right. face. And I was like, this is bullshit. He gets his arm ripped off. And then the movie starts with that. And I was like, oh, yep, this movie's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah that, w- yeah, that opening scene is just, it's beautiful. It does that, and then it's like, it, and like that sewer thing. It's like, mm-hmm. that is perfect <laughs> that is the perfect introduction to a movie yeah when, sh- the, show- when the camera like flips around and then it zooms past yeah. the it logo mm. 
Mm. And sticking with that scene, like I feel like there's been a lot of criticism that this movie's a lot of CGI and not a lot yeah. of practical effects. But man, like the work of the makeup artists in that scene oh comes God. across so there's so much texture and yes. detail in Pennywise's makeup and how he looks. Like mm-hmm. he seems so fucking real in that scene. Like he's got kind of wet and moist, and yeah, you can he's like he's drooling a lot. Yeah. You can see like Goodness. where the pour, like where the makeup and pores are. Like it's mm-hmm. Really well done, uh, but yeah, let's talk about more about uh, old this sort of rendition of Pennywise. Um, I think the the hardest thing about living up to Tim Curry is that he uh, he's sort of lovable and he's lovable in this role because he's kind of almost rooting for him to kill the kids <laughs> because yeah. he's hilarious. And also, I think he's sort of terrifying i think when i was a little kid it was extremely terrifying i think that's why most people remember it just because you saw like, a second of it he's yeah. like this like, this kind of funny guy but like once you like really get into it he's like oh he's yeah he he's like that. this fu- he's like this sociopath yeah guy. and bill skarsgård's interpretation of it is it's a very good like it's really close to that sort of interpretation of uh, Pennywise that Tim Curry brought in from the miniseries mm-hmm. that I didn't think they would be able to do. Like, I didn't know like if the entire team for this movie got why it was so enjoyable, like why Pennywise was so cool, like why all of it. But I think they totally like it's it's funny, it's it's creepy, and the special effects are a lot better than anything in the original. Yeah. There's no claymation oh, really? or fucking uh, <laughs> yeah, but. I don't know, like, I was just so impressed that they were able to match that tone because usually with remakes, they usually do forget, like, what made it special. I think specifically, like, I think of, like, the Rob Zombie Halloween remake, and it's sort of very self-serious, and uh, I guess the originals are more atmospheric and creepy. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, were you guys, do you guys feel that as well, that that's, were you surprised by the fact that it is kind of silly and scary at the same time? Well, that's what, like... That's what I love about horror movies, because like because I was scared of those straight face spooky serious. Because like in real like horror events, like people like make jokes to like deal with it and deal with the tension. Right. No one is like just like people. I mean, people do like get upset, but like for me, like a good horror movie also has like moments where people are laughing and happy because that like reminds you that there's like good in this world it's not all gonna be this evil monster man or whatever mm-hmm. and it just brings you into the world and like how would kids react to a crazy clown guy they fucking right. make a bunch of jokes about him <laughs> right and when they begin to specifically that like when they begin to fall apart and so like the game over man game over like it feels really natural and not just in a contrived way because well it's a movie so we gotta have the moment where we We're break now, up the whole team <laughs> falls apart yeah and then now the guy now the god yeah okay (laughs) but no like they they broke up because i mean i guess spoilers because there's a fucking evil cloud and they're like i don't want to deal with this fucking cloud anymore okay it's not summer (laughs) (laughs) it's summer we need to be blood fucking play in the mud not you know uh uh whatever his kids do i don't know kids with that though i think uh from that group there was a weak link for me and again because i suck at I know nothing about the characters' names of it. Who was the child who was the son of the rancher and his whole thing? 
Mike. They really ruined Mike's Mike character. was bad. Really? No, he wasn't bad in the movie, but they took everything away from him. He wasn't him. really. There was yeah, because no, he was, wasn't anything to do. He was the in, researcher originally. Yeah, in the yeah. book and in the miniseries, he's the one who knows everything about Derry and is the one who right. stays in Derry, they calls everyone the roles, back. Sort of, and, the... and they just, like, they take everything that he had to do away. They just make him the one who brings the fucking gun to yeah. the end fight. And it's yeah. like, oh, and man, what come on, about, Mike's so cool. They, they gave a lot of his characteristics to Ben. To Ben, and then they and... take away Ben's architecture thing, because in the book, he becomes, fr- like, this is just a fucking, they didn't do this in the book, or they did this in the book, and they didn't do it in the movie, so, like, but, like, whatever. Like, they have to change stuff, but... I feel like they could have done a better balance to give Mike something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to give him anything. Because Ben already has the love triangle bullshit with Beverly, and he's the fat kid, and he's the new kid. So he had a lot of shit already. He didn't also need to be. Which it made him a really interesting character, but it sure. Did, it did, but then it leaves it leaves yeah. Mike with nothing. Yeah. But uh, but uh, yeah, it, Ben's the he's an architect, and he like becomes friends with them because they hang out in the quarry and he like builds a dam with them and it's like but i mean you can't include everything from the fucking yeah sure. huge like, thousand yeah. page book like i understand that but... my least favorite character was actually ben because he was my favorite in the miniseries because he felt like the most like out of all the kid actors in the miniseries he felt like the most like he knew how to do this and his character felt interesting but in in this new one like he's import very important in the beginning and then he just kind of fades away to the background. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't, like, go in to help things out. He doesn't, like, have any more meaningful interactions with Beverly or any other kids. He's just like, hey, I know the history. And also, all the kids had their fears were, like, being manifested in, like, interesting ways. So for, uh, you know, Bill, it was, like, the death of his brother. Yeah. Richie was afraid of clowns. Uh, I'm forgetting some of their names. Uh, Eddie uh, was afraid of germs. Germs, so the leper. Uh, Mike was traumatized by the death of his parents, so that was traumatizing him. But Ben, uh, he was afraid of a headless zombie thing. He was afraid of the dark past of the town. But that's not interesting. Like in the miniseries, one of my favorite scenes in the miniseries was when he's like running from the bullet and he sees his dad who died. (laughs) Why, Ben? Because it's so weird. It's like, Dad, what are you doing there? And then he like looks away, and it's Pennywise there, and I love that. Slowly turns into a cloud. He's got the fucking poofs on the front. I love that scene. That scene's great. And like that, they kind of. What was weird that they gave him so much of Mike's personality, took away the whole like, oh, his dad died. Because that's another interesting yeah. aspect of his character that I liked about well, him. Well, I guess they took the the his dad died and gave that to Mike. That's true. Because Mike's parents right. aren't dead in the book. Like, that's, that's true. It's just, just a random... But the whole idea of like him being like... He, he lost his father, and now his father is the skeleton man that's attacking him from the ground or whatever. Like <laughs> I love that in the original. That was one of the things I generally liked about that movie, which is not that great. Yeah. So, and, yeah... Yeah, I I liked Mike still the the new Mike. I, I yeah, I like him too. But I like there's not much no. to like because like they don't give him a lot to do except except bring the gun and like tackle even, the even not much of this like original one too, and, yeah. and in in the book like at least as a kid I, he's a lot more fleshed out and as an adult I feel well, yeah uh, that, he, he shows yeah. up halfway through because he's the homeschool kid yeah and he's like the last member and it's like okay well, you're part of the group now too mm-hmm. right. 
And getting to that, because um, now we had like a 20-minute discussion on it. It makes sense because this movie we're, we so have a lot of thoughts on. Good. But the thing is, they're going to have to get to the adult part. Where we're like, well, and it's I and it's already set in stone worried. to be. Yeah, <laughs> that stuff is not interesting and. Really, I still, I still really like I mean, the adult. I stuff. love, I like the adult stuff, but it's the, the weakest kid, part. The I think. Kid, well, if, if we're strictly talking miniseries, yeah. the the kids are all the parts with the kids are way better. Yeah, and the fact that this movie hit it out of the park with the me. kids stuff as with well all the ki- with just kids it's like all right well now they're gonna be grown-ups yeah. for the whole thing <laughs> like unless you get actors like adults and actors that work well off each other and are funny yeah. and also like which yeah. they could totally they totally do, could yeah but, but it just seems I'm so worried. harder when you like like when you see what this mo- what makes this movie so good and like it is those kids and it's that group and them yeah. working together um and yeah and also the adult stuff is not like it's like a like they're all sad adults. It's not fun. They're all like sad. Like they like, wants yeah. childhood trauma. Yeah, I know. They don't remember tra- it. <laughs> they also had other things <laughs> they that they to were go dealing back with. To the town and be reminded. Beverly of it. is cursed to never be happy. Yeah. they're all I don't cursed know. to never really I guess. be happy. But Beverly again has like an abusive partner and all yeah. this fucking shit, and all these dudes want to fuck her. Bill <laughs> has a terrible haircut. It's just worse for everyone, really. <laughs> and a big fucking mole on his face. <laughs> Yeah, how do you get that out of nowhere? It's weird. The drama. See, I don't know where they're gonna go. I, will, I, I think th- when I think of the miniseries, the most interesting like horror stuff took place in the adult timeline. I guess like the scene where oh that library scene. The library scene's nice. great. When Bill's at the uh, graveyard and there's just a bunch of empty graves and Cody was like, "Hey, anymore. <laughs> yeah. I got one for you." He's like, "What the fuck is going on here?" <laughs> or, or at the Chinese restaurant where the claws and the stuff. Oh come yeah, out of the all, all, the, all the fortune cookies are another weird thing. It's like you're just fucking with us at this point. Come on, man, <laughs> just let me eat my dinner. <laughs> oh yeah, and then Beverly like goes into her dad's house and he's like this gross thing. Oh baby. yeah, and, he, that's, and that's then that's she cool. leaves and it's it was all gone. That stuff's super cool. It's just Good. the adult actors were all really, really bad. It's gonna, yeah. That's, that's true. that is That's true. Really that true. is true. They all look fucking pathetic and bumbling. And then also, why the, is it so mean? <laughs> and then the and then the 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 ending scene where they just push the spider. Uh, yeah. They just push it. It's like spoilers. Evil's been de- oh, spoilers for a TV miniseries on ABC that aired in 1999. 1990. I'm so fucking sorry. <laughs> you don't let know me, anything about that. Let me just leave this podcast, man. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, but yeah, it's going to sort of depend if they can keep what made those characters good on it all the... depends on the adult actors and, yeah. and how many childhood flashbacks will be <laughs> in the sequel yeah so yeah it it was great it's probably one of the best movies of the year i think for all it's my favorite movie it's, of the it's year one of so my favorites yeah. it's good uh it's in my top five of the year on my official list again that I finally made after being beaten to do so after uh, all this time again i i am the biggest surprise is they were able to capture that tone and do it so well in this remake mm-hmm. i didn't expect them to actually get it because again oh so many people come through new pro- these remake projects and don't get it like what okay they, they don't they don't they don't get they don't we're they don't, done they don't we're understand the vibe we're done. we're done we're good we're done what's your favorite part of it 
What are you? What the fuck are you talking about? Man? All of it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about a movie they were less positive about. What do you oh, mean? Right. It's go, the best baby. movie according to douchebags everywhere. Here we go, I, baby. I subscribe to Douchebag oh, Weekly, and they did a whole front go. page cover on Guys, this movie. Guys, we just we just don't get it. Darian Erfnaevsky's <laughs> mother. All right. So if you are unfamiliar with this movie, this is a movie starring Javier. <laughs> Javier Bardem and Jennifer Lawrence, they live in this little fucking cool house shack sort of thing in the middle of a wheat field or whatever the fuck. He's a writer. She's not a writer. She's just sort of his wife. She's it's, fixing it's, the house because she loves him. She's fixing the house. And she's, she fucking loves her husband. Sacrifice of, of course she does. Sacrifice Who everyone. wouldn't love Javier Bardem? I mean, that's true. Sure, that's fair. I, I mean. would. I mean. That's fair. Uh, he was a terrible husband. <laughs> I mean, that's the... <laughs> okay, so 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 they live in this house, yeah. and and Jennifer J, J- Law herself, uh-huh. everyone's favorite actress for some reason, hey, and then someday know, a visitor, like and then one day a visitor shows up, and he's a fan yeah. of Javier Bardem's writing because he's a famous poet. Uh-huh. Uh, and then uh, shit goes, fucking... and then more people keep coming into this house, and, and it's all weird. Like things just keep going spiraling. Abstract. Things keep getting spiraling out of control. Have you ever seen an art? film George <laughs> and also everything's from the perspective of Jennifer Lawrence's character is very important and one of my problems with this movie and why all per- so... perceptions are very dreamlike in, yeah. in the whole sense of like she'll turn around and things have escalated so quickly mm. in the situation where it's like what's happening the camera is like 75% a close up like it's always like up but not close. like the a tradition not brace <laughs> but, but, but not like a traditional like close up it's like it's like a weird like the in between between a medium shot and a close yeah, up. it's like you're seeing. It's like kind of like getting someone's like a like a portrait. So I don't know, like like sort of a LinkedIn profile photo, <laughs> and like the can, like you can see their shoulders and you can see like their chest a little bit. So when they're walking, like you can see that. And you can see them almost trip over the camera yeah, in every right. shot. Yeah, it's really annoying. It's uh, like that to make you uncomfortable, Ryan. That's what movies are supposed to do. So that's <laughs> make me hate them. So they're supposed to give me reasons to point out they're a piece of shit. Okay, look. Fucking film critics everywhere are like, this is what a movie is. This is auteur at its best. I mean, I won't, sure, it is auteur. Look, I can look at this You mo- can make garbage and me, that's trademark garbage. Well, look, I don't want to, are we going to spoil this movie? Yeah. Yes, and also, we're, gonna, we're probably gonna. To watch we're it. also probably gonna have to walk back our fucking like hot takes at some point and back them up because we don't want to be mean oh. to Javier. I don't give a shit what Javier Bardem thinks about me. I'm sorry, not Javier. Darren. I don't give a shit what Darren Uskanaski thinks about me. Anyways, okay. Darren Uzabaki. I don't give a shit. Good book. Uh, so that, so yeah, that is the setup. Stuff, weird shit keeps happening. People keep coming into this house, and it's all seen from Jennifer Lawrence's perspective. And we it's sort of see all her. all a biblical allegory. Right. Ooh. Well, we were getting, I was getting to that, Ryan. Oh, yeah. Jeez, but... Ryan, you blew our Bible load right, right. <laughs> But yes, things keep happening, and if you are a fucking inte- intellectual, you'll see what the machinations. Like us. What the machinations <laughs> are happening, and. First off, at what point, first off, this is all, it's all about God and Mother Nature, Adam and Eve, yeah. blah, blah, blah. We'll get to the yeah. exact details later. But at what point during the movie did you guys get it? Oh, uh, I was. I, or at I least was... get parts of it, because I understand, like, about halfway through, I understood, like, most of it. But because yeah. of, like, the weird nature of it and stuff, like, it like, didn't include from the Bible, I was like, maybe I'm not thinking about this properly. <laughs> this, this is another movie where it we, was... have a, they, we have a... They changed the thing from <laughs> they the changed, They changed the Bible. How dare they? 
Uh, so, no, because like the whole time watching this, like I didn't understand what Jennifer Lawrence was supposed to be. Right. So I was, I'm, and like I now that I thought about, it, I was like, okay, that actually makes sense. So I'm very separate from like religion. Like I went to Sunday school, but I literally didn't give a shit. So for me, it took me until the end, and when I started to like, what the fuck happened there? And I was like, there's obviously some sort of allegorical thing. And like, what's yeah. the easiest thing to make an allegory of? The, <laughs> the Bible. Bible. What if I sparked notes the Bible and just made that a movie? Huh? I, I was half tempted to read i'll show you guys this this was my uh i wrote up my post post mother oh rage jesus to send it to some people because i was like let me break down all the fucking symbolism in this movie that's i was half tempted to read all this it's a it's a good six flicks and scrolls oh, through jesus. this but like so yeah, I feel like our argument isn't is it kind of all over the place, but to be the thing, there's a lot of symbol symbolical shit, and it's pretty obvious that it's sim- symbolic. And also, if you can feel that the director is so proud, so and he he seems like he's so smart. You can it's s- such rudimentary, fucking easy symbols and allegories, and he's like. Yeah, this that's right. Fucking, I came up with that. And it's, it's so easy right to the point where I was like, no, there has to be more to it. It can't, <laughs> no. just, be, it can't just be the Bible. So here's what it is. Javier Bardem is literally God. God. Yeah. While Jennifer Lawrence is Mother, Mother Nature. Nature. So all the posters where she's covered by flowers, I get it now, I guess. Yeah. It's stupid, though. Uh, the house they live in, that is the Garden the, of Eden, Eden no, or the Earth no. in general. The it's house is the Earth, the office is Eden, because that's uh, where the fucking stone is. Uh, He's like, never go in this room, don't touch that stone right there and then eve don't eat then don't touch the then, brick the stone then, then then eve i mean unnamed or whatever her fucking imdb ass fucking name in this fucking movie is uh she breaks the stone and then then javier Bardem is like you're not allowed in that room ever again i'm gonna board it up so you can't go in there and it's like yeah, I get it. It's the wrath of God, and then he banished. And all of this happens really quickly. It's all all these like well, actually obnoxiously, not, obnoxiously quick. Yeah. Like it has a, a pretty normal pace, fast, and then all of a sudden, it, things get really wild, really quick, and the allegories are kept thrown at you, and it's a little overwhelming. Yeah, Cain and Abel just show sure. up. <laughs> And, and also, then Cain kills Abel immediately, yeah. or is it the other way? I forget which I one. Know. I forget which one kills who, like, really easily. That's a stupid... You're the one who went to church school, Look, Cain. man, like, <laughs> the, the story of Cain and Abel always confused me as a kid. And I can't remember, but I asked a priest this, and they told me not to think too hard about it. <laughs> but if, if Adam and Eve gave birth to Cain and Abel, how are we all alive? If they were the only people. Did he also make other people? At what point did God do that? Why is that not part of the plot? And plus, Cain killed Abel. Did he? Did one of them fuck a bunch of animals and eventually led to us? Yes. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Anyways, back to the real story. So, yeah, so, like, I feel like... So, I will talk about... I will say what my biggest issue with this movie is. Like, it has... all. First of all, all these allegories are confusing because they come so fast and obnoxious because you can tell that the, the director thinks he's a fucking genius for it. But also, again, my biggest problem is we're all seeing this through Jennifer Lawrence's perspective. And you can, like, I'm fucking confused over here and I'm trying to process all this fucking garbage with the ego, like, trying to process it all through it. And you're kind of seeing it through Jennifer Lawrence's eyes. Yeah. And 
it's just so frustrating and uncomfortable and confusing. Like, I, okay, maybe he's a fucking genius. For maybe it felt like I was Jennifer Lawrence in that movie and seeing it through a perspective. Again, what he wanted, I, I'm sure. But guess what? Like, it, it sucks. It fucking <laughs> sucks to like be there. And again, maybe you're a fucking genius. But your whole movie experience for me as like as a person watching it, I thought it was miserable and I didn't enjoy anything about it. And it only that, those feelings only like intensify once we get to the fucking conclusion bits. Cause woof, does this movie go like a, fucking bananas? Like a movie can be like uncomfortable and you can not like it. It can still be a good movie. Like fucking uh, clockwork orange sure, is, yeah. is, yeah. An, is a miserable movie to watch, but it's great. <laughs> Me and Kira were talking about raw. Oh hell yeah. That's a great movie. <laughs> I never want to see that thing again because it's, <laughs> It's awful. It, I hate it, but it's so fucking good. But this movie, it's unpleasant in a way that, like, why would you want to And go then back? there's the ego on top of it. That, yeah. that makes and it... then you can tell that some guy was behind his computer screen, like, this is gonna change things. This movie's like the equivalent of Darren Aronofsky, like, sitting next to you in the theater being like, I'm not touching you. I'm... And then at the end of the movie, she's like, boom, slaps you across the face. And you're like, I, it's, I hate It's not you. really a slap across the face. More if he's busting your skull in with a rock you somehow had. And then had. your child. <laughs> Spoilers! <laughs> they All right, eat so... his body and drink his blood. So, so after Kane kills Abel... But it's just unknown older brother, unknown younger brother. Yeah, Donald Gleason and his actual brother, isn't that cool? That's it's so not! You just so called wrong. Donald Gleason. It's like, do you have a brother? No. Well, too bad. He does have a brother. It's literally his brother. The two actors Anyways, af- after that, they have this uh, funeral service. And, uh, <laughs> you know, Jennifer Lawrence is like, why are we doing this in my house? So and Javier Bardem's here. like... We have to do this. this. is the only place they have, sweetheart. This is the only way. We have to do it. And keep in mind that we're talking about the allegory, but the movie is also trying to put a veil over it. So it's, yeah. it's walking... It's trying the, to be its own story. It's trying to be its well. own story. Yeah. yeah, and then during this party, uh, there's this one sink... And Jennifer Lawrence is like, hey, stop sitting on that what? sink. And they're like, I'm going to sit on the sink anyway. And she's like, it's not braced. Don't sit on it. And they keep sitting on it. And then they break it. And then the whole kitchen floods. <laughs> and then all the people are gone. Which, by the way, like, that's a... They were, they were, they were bitching at Jennifer Lawrence <laughs> for not, like, being dressed right for the funeral. But they were all acting like fucking assholes and idiots the whole time. Because, Brian, that's how we treat nature. Yeah. I don't give a shit. <laughs> And I feel, I feel like... And then after that, like, he, she, they, they argue, and he's like, I, you never, you've never fucked me well. He's like, I'm gonna fuck you right now. Then he fucks her, and she has a kid. And then he writes this beautiful poem, and people start coming to their house. People are like, wow, this really is a new testament to how good of a writer you are. (laughs) Fuck! Fuck! And then the house gets even more, like, crazy and mad, and Jennifer Lawrence is, like, crazy pregnant at this point. <laughs> L- like, like if she coughs, the baby's about to come out of her. That's how fucking <laughs> pregnant she is. There's people swarming the house again, and they're wrecking everything, eating everything, destroying everything. Painting her fucking ceiling. Painting her ceiling. <laughs> Christian Wig shows up yeah. and kills so many people. With a gun. In the most weird. unpleasant cameo I've ever experienced. <laughs> yeah and again all this stuff why is... it had to be christian wig people know who she is <laughs> what was her character i looked up she was the herald what the fuck is that even she mean? was his publicist she spread the word shut up carrie get out of my apartment 
I mean, our studio layers. I mean, I mean, our studio where we record this because we're professionals. I'm just waiting for a knock on the door. Be like, just can you stop yelling about Tarantowski's mother? I love that movie. I'll tell you what. And then she gives birth to the baby. Jesus. Ugh. Unnamed newborn. <laughs> Unnamed newborn child. And she's like, you are not breeding my child. I was like, alright, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just... These people have given us gifts for our child. <laughs> gift here. That we was have... that was my moment where I was like, oh... I was also like the that. Bible. It's... Where he was... where Because that was the most like yeah. unnatural one. Where he was like, they have gifts for the yeah, child. Yeah, that's, <laughs> like, that's huh? the one where... It, I think that might be the one where it kind of... <laughs> These three really smart guys. Guys, give us some gifts. I, had I have some franks and some cents, uh, some myrrh, and oh, look, gold. gold, gold. And then yeah, the, the, the fucking Javier Bardem takes the baby, and then they kill the baby. They eat the baby. Well, they simba the baby yes. off. And like you know, the Bible would have been a lot more interesting if they followed the the, the screenplay of Mother, where Jesus died immediately by being snapped in half in a crowd. Where he was crowd surfing, pissing all over everyone. Imagine a scene where you're seeing a baby being crowd surfed. It's pissing and crying and people just snapping in half. Like, look. I had, like, you didn't give me time to connect to the baby. Why would I care that the baby got snapped because in half? you're already supposed to know that it's Jesus. I don't give a shit if it's Jesus. <laughs> My favorite was when we were on our way home and Ryan was like, the baby died and I felt nothing. <laughs> and that, then Jennifer Lawrence gets beaten and then I, I lose the track there. That's and when the movie starts getting to its goal. Yeah, she gets conclusion. beaten and then, like, she goes it's, down to the basement. Also, that beat, the part where I she gets beaten that. is fucking miserable. It's garbage. It's fucking awful it's and shit and garbage. Hell. Okay. It doesn't make sense why she's being beaten. Like because that's how we treat Mother Nature. You can't have two different things if it's so similar to one of them. You can't be like this is the plot of it, but also Three's Company is you over see, there. You see how mad you're getting? That's what good movies do to you. <laughs> no, they don't. Let's wrap this up. Yeah, right I here. don't want to talk about this. Yeah, anymore. let's wrap this up. I think we hit a lot of the major points here. Anyways, the Jennifer Lawrence. She goes down in the basement and like she blows the house up. Then she blows the house up. Javier Bardem reaches into her fucking chest and pulls out the unknown crystal of thing that the thing that the guys broke earlier. Yeah. He puts in the pedestal and the movie reverses and it's the yeah. first scene and again. Then, yeah, like it's the one of those. Woman. It's one of those. I'm gonna show you the ending scene of the movie at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. You're not gonna know to the so, movie. Ends. So yeah, the movie begins with this weird scene of Javier Bardem putting this crystal there, and like the house reforms, and it cuts to Jennifer Lawrence waking up, and you're like, okay, that's probably just some fucking visual thing. There's probably no allegories in this movie. It's probably just a horror fucking bullshit thing. But then no, the movie ends where it starts. And it's like, you have to be real fucking bold to do that. You have to create a new world. When does that happen? Yeah, when can that, that happen for us unless, in our reality? Darian has some really bold ideas of where <laughs> I, where we're going here. I don't we know. won't know until the apocalypse, Ryan. We ha- we have like we're we're about to push the mother nature to the apocalypse. Yeah, that might yeah. Again, Darian has yeah. some bold ideas. And then God's like, well, shit, up, up, try again. Uh, us us posting this podcast on the internet will be the final <laughs> straw for God to be like, you know what? They have fucked me over too much. They ruined my favorite movie. <laughs> so yeah, I feel like we've exhausted a lot of what. The main. It's thing, just not the main thing. I think for me is just like it's simple allegories, but you can tell the entire like Darren Aronofsky and all of the cast is like. 
wow, this is just amazing. Like, like I saw an interview where Jennifer Lawrence, I think she was on Jimmy Fallon or some <laughs> fucking shit. And, he was and like, she he was, was like, this he baby, was my like, baby gets stabbed in half. No, like, no, 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 no. He was like, he was like, so you're in this house. And she's like, which represents the earth. And she's like bursting at the seams to tell all these fucking symbols. It's like, she's, I just want people to get it. I just, was, uh, it's easy to get. It's like, the metaphors are so good. And Even like, if you watch the movie and you're like, I didn't get it. If you stop for like two minutes, like, Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. My least favorite thing about this movie is, like, I hated it. Yeah. I truly hated this movie. <laughs> this was, like, split levels of I Ooh. do not like this movie because of everything it is. I like so, Split way more so than long, this. It's been so long I can't even remember how. But, like, split, I keep yeah. trying to read about why people like this movie. And it's all, and everything I it read gives, is, like, is people are like, People just don't get it. Exactly. They don't give me like reasons it's, it why gives, it's good. It's like a, they're just saying you're a fucking asshole if you don't like this movie. And I fucking love personal trauma. So real... I am a fucking film nerd. If you, oh, okay, it, Carrie, <laughs> we've both seen a ghost story way too many times. Oh. It paints a really shitty and like a bummer, like I don't know, image of what the fucking film criticism looks like. And I don't want to, I really don't want to be that guy that, like, throws everyone under the bus. But it's just like, come on, y'all. Like, um, unless we're really in the wrong here. Unless we're in the fucking I, wrong. Which yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe. If we're not fucking geniuses. Like, we're just on a fucking futon right here. It's fucking raining. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? We're in a recording <laughs> studio. It's thundering out there. The wrath of God is coming for us. This is gonna be the final episode. We'll be... <laughs> but yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know what much to say. I think this movie is just incredibly, like, just a bad fucking time. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's I, a bad I fucking. Just... And I will say, I have an interesting perspective on this movie because I had never seen an Aronofsky movie. And this day, the day we went to see this, I was like, I should probably like watch one. So I watched Requiem for a Dream before I went to see this. And that movie was, like, pretty good. Like, it's hard to say I like that movie. That movie is like... another example of that movie's... This movie is a bad time. Yeah, but, but I that like works. it. works. And also, that movie kind of also has an ego to it, but also it works for that movie. It definitely does, but... But like, just the... such the contrast from Requiem for a Dream and it's, it's, like, gritty, gross, holy shitness to this, where it's like... Oh, you just don't understand me. And it's like, and like in Regan for a Dream, like it has that same like time is like weird and like yeah. things move, but that makes sense for the characters. It doesn't make sense why Jennifer Lawrence is doing this other than yeah. like the aesthetic of it's being weird. You to, to off kilter the audience, yeah, and make you uncomfortable because you won- because this movie is being targeted as a horror movie, even though there, there's nothing horror <sighs> about it. You want. Won- you wonder if it's because the, his last movie was Noah, which was a major, big fucking like studio movie, and so you part of you wonders if like he had to come back with something he thought was like fucking like trademark Aronofsky. And also, I liked it. I I I. If you said like Darren Aronofsky movie, I know what that means, and I I would be mostly down for it. But this, yeah, he tried way too hard to do something that. Would say like, oh, like this is a fucking again, like an auteur fucking movie. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I rem- my last thing is I remember when we were leaving the theater, like, <laughs> uh, all the trailers were like, it's the movie you'll never oh stop talking God. about. People have 
thoughts about this movie and like the trailers make you think it all oh, very positive things it's right. like oh no that was all negative. Right. i never want to see a movie again people really misread the the, the cards that I people filled out at the uh, screening i seriously hate that the trailers were all like you'll remember exactly where you were when you see this fucked up story yeah. and then it's the bible i was in, I was like, in oh. bellevue what do you mean i'll never <laughs> I was, forget i'm usually in, in bellevue front. i was in the third row of the movie theater uh and then yeah i i am so tired of talking this movie but it's interesting it's and then it was kind of like they sort of uh like focused in on how divisive it is and then like they're like it's the most divisive movie this movie has an f on cinema score (sighs) i hate hate how critic proof this movie is too yeah it's it's so critic because if you're if you're like oh i didn't like it it's like (laughs) that's the point it's like, you're not supposed to like it. That's yeah. why it's brilliant. So but, I guess, but also it bombed financially, right? I hope so. so I, I don't think it did. Actually. I think it, it might have rebounded once they decided to change the story of like being it. Yeah. Anyways, we need to move the yeah, fuck I'm on. Done. <laughs> Let's talk about Kingsman: The Golden Circle. The Kingsman: Golden Circle. You remember the Kingsman? It was a pretty good surprise from 2015. Yeah, it, it had, was. Uh, Colin really Firth. The... Got it. I hope he nice. comes back. <laughs> Slam dunks. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, here we are with the sequel. It completely snuck up on us. Uh, yeah, I bombed. Cool. Sweet. Awesome. Awesome. Great. <laughs> also, small budget. Yeah. Jennifer Lawrence. Did Jennifer Lawrence take a pay cut for that? $30 million dollars for a movie that takes place in $30 million dollars for that fucking movie? It seems pretty... Um, well, well I actually, mean, I heard that the visual effects artists were working literally to, like, the fucking... Yeah. Because it, like, just hit festivals, like, a week before we saw yeah. it. So it's like... That. Yeah, I heard... So it must have been, I don't know, like, a sort of all-hands-on-deck sort of... The movie cost $30 million. It made $35 million. That's... Yeah. Uh, and with marketing, it probably lost... It probably lost a lot of money. Especially, the marketing for this was actually pretty heavy, so Yeah, because people... <laughs> So I don't know. Got him. They'll, probably, ha- they'll probably have a very heavy digital campaign. Anyways, Kings from the Golden Circle. We're done. We're done. We're done. I'm fucking done. I'm fucking exhausted talking about Matthew that. Matthew Vaughn is back. Taron Edgerton. Mark Strawn. Colin Firth. Julianne Moore? <laughs> uh, a real actor in this movie. I love Julianne Moore so much. Julianne Moore is great. Yeah. She's awesome. She came over. She came to Omaha and didn't go see her talk or whatever. Really? What was yeah, that? she was, a, she was just giving a talk off. at film streams. Fuck! Uh, yeah. About, like, Still Alice or something? No, Still Alice was already out. I, I, I don't know if she was attached to a movie, uh, but... About Kingsman. The uh, yeah, she was talking about Kingsman. She went to film <laughs> to talk about Kingsman the Golden Circle. Uh, <laughs> great. So, yeah, Eggsy's back. He, the whole gang's back. Um, and then, yeah, so, Julianne so the, Moore is so a bad guy. She's doing drugs. She's selling drugs. The, she's the, the plot of the movie is uh, Eggsy is now... Uh, He's now a professional kinsman. He's solving the crimes that no one else can. Uh, eventually, this organization called the Golden Circle. She's married to the, the the anal bit from the. I'll get back, to George. I have okay, a thought I'm about sh- that. Okay, let me get to that before I. Oh, we have a thought about the the anal bit, ladies the and anal. gentlemen. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> uh, the Golden Circle. They find the kinsmen. They kind of destroy everything, and then the kinsmen have to work with the statesmen to put a stop to this. Uh, Golden Circle drug organization because they have this huge plan to stop, uh, to, to destroy the world, everything. If you like, how's our general thoughts on this movie? Uh, it's alright. It's it's good. It's yeah. fine. It's it's fine. It's yeah. My thing it's is, it's a Kingsman movie. I really like Kingsman. Like it's a it's a very much a fun time movie. But there are moments in it that I'm like, that does not work. That they drop the ball on that. 
And for the Golden Circle, it's like they took all the drop balls yeah. and they just threw them back at the other. Like, Maybe <laughs> we'll do it again this time. <laughs> Maybe gravity will not function this time. <laughs> nope, it all failed again. Like, Eggsy is Mary is like in, is like dating the oh, anal princess yeah. from like the worst joke of that movie. Yeah, I had to like it took me like half an hour. To me like, too. I was like, oh is yeah, that? is that the girl from the? Jo- I thought that was a joke. I <laughs> thought that was a bit. Oh no, that's a that's a big thing. And maybe he's dating her now. I think it, maybe it's supposed to because like this movie's supposed to be like a satire slash parody of like Bond right, sure. films. So maybe it's supposed to be like turning the Bond girl thing on its head, being like she's not just some floozy. He's a good guy, but I don't know. And then also uh, there was a similar bit where in the original Kingsman, there's the bit where uh, they have to practice. Um, talking to people romantically, you know, uh, swabbing them. And then that turns into a whole bit that, like, shows, like, their dedication to the Kingsman, you know? There's a similar thing in this where he has to do an implant (laughs) on a girl at this party. And the statesmen, the way they uh, do that is very rapey. Yeah. And I felt the whole time they were doing this bit where... They had to like. Right. Impl- they had to get a tracking chip onto the like partner a, uh, of who's like uh, the guy from the first Kingsman right. who What's- on the railroad bit was like, he's like, is Kingsman really worth it? And he's like, fuck no, it isn't. I'll tell you anything. That guy. He was great. I like that yeah. he returned. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's his girlfriend. He has to like. And Eggsy has In to... order to get find out where that guy is, who is with Julianne Moore's character, they're trying to track the girlfriend. Yes. Mm-hmm. So Eggsy has to fucking finger her yes. with a tiny condom. And the whole time I'm like, this cannot be it. They're, they're, this organization that's great at spying can't really be like, the best way to track this person is to fucking molest them. But no, I see what you're saying, but like, like they, she was down for it. Yeah, but like, they've done this before. This is like a thing. What do they do if the person's not into it and they do true. it? That's true, that's true. I, I think know. my big problem with it is mostly like, that it's a it's a bit it's a shitty bit like yeah. Yeah, it's the it's the writing and it's the bit like ah, wouldn't this be fucking goofy it's again flipping this that is game. the tracker it's a condom yeah like, exactly like that's like some South Park and, like, the fucking whole thing, shit I was like, like, yeah. I like this is gonna go somewhere else because the last one went somewhere else but I was like no that was the bit he had he called his girlfriend was like I had to figure this girl for my job I'm sorry I love you <laughs> like it's a very simple bit and to be I think Taron Egerton really, does it all right like, he pulls it off as good as they he, all do it as good as they could yeah, yeah. but it's not. I, I don't, like, I don't know. Is that, like, a joke just for, like, ha the dude bros in, like, the audience? But it's not a great bit. It's a bad yeah, bit. An- another bit, like, I couldn't tell if this was a bit of Colin Firth is back. Spoilers. Right. It was in the fucking trailers. trailers yeah. yeah. Which, like, that would have been a fun reveal. But, no, it's in the trailers. And he lost his memory, and he's really obsessed with butterflies. And I couldn't think of whether or not that was supposed to be funny or not. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I think because, well, I think... because he's supposed to be this badass agent, and he's like he's really into fucking butterflies. But also, like that's a very simple bit as well. Like, like yeah, but like they... they did the condom thing. I was like, is that a bit that he's into butterflies? Because that's actually really right. Like, so you're awesome. confused because you're like that's a very that's the condom thing is such an easy bit that at this yeah. point my expectations are so low that I think this is a bit. I think they're, they're making fun of people yeah. who like have a general interest in butterflies. <laughs> fucking dummy likes butterflies. But like I thought, like the whole time I was like, oh, that actually makes sense for his character, and it's like very sweet and like it kept doing this like 
I feel like they're making fun of I don't think like it was a bit. I don't know. I kept going back on whether I thought that. Uh, but anyways, getting more to, like, I think the whole as a movie. I think the biggest thing for me with Kingsman Golden Circle is it's another Kingsman movie. And I think on its face, Kingsman the Golden Circle, I think it's a good movie. But coming from Kingsman, like, it's inherently less impressive if you're doing the same thing over again, I think, at least. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's another Kingsman movie, and that's cool. But also... I don't know. It has a lot of weird stuff in it. Like it doesn't have how, a lot of significant things that stand like out for Like how Channing Tatum is in the first part of the movie, but then just yeah. leaves and is, which is, real, is which is real bummer. and is just straight up yeah. replaced with another guy. Yeah, as someone who is not a huge Channing Tatum fan, I was like, this movie needed more Channing Tatum. <laughs> yeah, because I remember but, the last the movie that I laughed really hard with Channing Tatum, his little hat. Oh yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. I think and Julianne... then also Julianne Moore. Like I love Julianne Moore. Like she's she's an incredible actor. But I did not buy her as the villain. Uh, she was... I liked it. I think she was. I don't think. Yeah, I don't know. Her, the, it just was weird. It like, was really over the like, top. Like her motivation but... was, I'm a successful businesswoman and no one respects me because it's weed. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't think it, yeah, I don't know. I, I liked it, it. I thought it was fine. I, I think know, it was man. serviceable at least. I don't think it was great, but I... I mean, I, I, I also didn't, like, super love uh, Samuel Jackson's character in the first No. Movie. I liked him just because it was, uh... He's... Because back to the whole satirizing Bond villain, Bond films things, he's supposed to be the big old Bond villain, and it's like, he's this big, powerful guy, but he's, like, scared of blood <laughs> he's got a lisp and it's just i don't know i think he, i think he was a fun character in the first one but. he had his moments but like i i don't know something about it was like uh i don't know about this i just think that he felt like it a seemed bit, improv he felt like, a, he felt like a bit much like a lot of bits in this in the thing that like on paper like oh that makes sense but then throughout the film it's like okay let's let's move on let's move on to a, a bit that has yeah. a lot more this may be incorrect it. but if i remember correctly like the whole list thing was just the idea from samuel jackson that they just went with and a lot of that with that in mind it makes you feel like maybe a lot of it was just kind of like i don't know you're just a bad guy i don't fucking know make up something quirky and fun you know Mary mcdonald's ah <laughs> funny uh, but yeah with julianne moore i think she, she purposely overacted for this bit because I think she wanted to have a lot of fun with it. Mm-hmm. And I, I was down for it personally. Like, I was down to see this sort of quirky, ridiculous side of Julianne Moore. And I, I liked it. I, I at least wanted to buy into it, at least. Um, I don't think... I mean, I, I think she really is just like a Bond villain. Like, straight up. Like, she puts a fucking guy in a meat grinder. Yeah. He's like, ha and I eat the burger from the meat grinder. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the, the thing for, that also makes this movie more of a Kingsman movie, it doesn't have moments that separate it or like elevate it at all like it just feels like you do constant ride yeah and you're doing the same stuff you did in the you're never one-upping and again i know it's hard to like one-up a good a cool thing you did before but it just there were moments i felt like it was trying to one-up it but it didn't really like totally didn't stick it like the the church scene from the original and the and the fireworks scene in the original Great. There was nothing in this movie that really stood out to me. There was the there's like an Ellen John bit. There's oh that there's an Ellen, Ellen John. John speaking, speaking of bits that went too far, I thought that Ellen John was yeah, a it was, fun it, cameo. It, it, yeah, and then he actually he was kept in going. the he was in the movie more than Shady Tatum, who was on every poster. Yeah, and, and like I love Ellen John, and he did really well. But every for time his... you're like, you're still here. Okay. 
You're a main character? <laughs> you're, you're, okay. Uh, and, then, and then they brought back my worst, he did like a sequel to the worst joke in the, uh, in the original. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, I don't remember, what was it? When he was like, I'll like, give you a If you ba- save the world, uh, you can have the backstage pass. Uh, but like, he said it in like a way. And he was like, okay. In a way. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. But yeah, I don't know what else to say about Kingsman. I think it's a solid movie. And I think if you're just looking for an action movie, I think yeah, you like if, it. If you're a fan of the first Kingsman, like. I do think this might. Yeah. If, if they plan. I think this movie. I don't know if this movie did well, but I feel like they're going to keep going with this. Uh, I think they have to change something up or come up with something new. Um, I remember hearing that. Uh, Matthew Vaughn had an idea for like a, a final third film and then like a spinoff of some sort. I don't know. And it's like, have a, I, that works, but like have a solid plan. They're going to Australia. Either that or it just becomes like an action series, right? And it's like not exceptional. Like yeah. it loses the exceptionalness of that first movie. It, it, it like became the thing it was making fun of. Yeah. Man, which that, which that I'm sure suck. 20th Century Fox will be fine. And I'm sure at that point Matthew Vaughn will leave and do something else or whatever the hell. Um... I mean, it's better than Kick-Ass 2, yeah. Matthew Vaughn Projects. There you go. <laughs> he didn't direct that one. No, I know, but, fair. yeah, I know. Uh, I don't know, Kick-Ass 2 at least had, I, I don't know, Kick-Ass 2 had moments that I really liked. I what saw. moment? I, I like the part with the Chloe Grace Moretz moments in that movie were fucking great. Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, that's all I gotta say about Kingsman. I think it's, we all think it's fine. Carrie, I'm, speaking of Stephen King. Speaking of Stephen Kingsman. Gerard's okay. Game, Netflix. No, J- Gerald's J- Game. Gerard, Gerard, Gerard Butler's Gerard Game. Gerard Butler's back, baby. <laughs> Carla Gugino. I like Carla Gugino a lot. Well, if you like her, this movie is just her. Right. Oh. Pretty much. I mean, but, oh, is she the detectorator of Gerald? Gerald? No, that's Bruce. I mean, Bruce Green. Who's also oh. in Kingsman? Bruce Greenwood. He plays the fucking president of the United States. He's oh, all yeah. like oh. a George Bush type sort the of The villain of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> What does that say about America? Yeah, I was like, are you trying to say something? Or are you just Maybe we any... should impeach him. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I don't know. But, so yeah, Carrie, tell us about this. Uh, uh, I just wanted to bring this in because it's it's a Netflix thing. It's a Netflix original. And it's... I I liked it. I wouldn't say that it's anything extraordinary, but it's a fun it's a fun watch. So the, the setup, the titular game that Gerald is playing, it's this married couple... They've lost their it's spark. It's a fuck game. Yeah. Oh, oh I'm, in, I'm into it. <laughs> and so they go to this this secluded cabin, and uh, he chains his wife to the bed with handcuffs, oh. and then she's kind of not into it, and they oh. have an argument, and he has a heart attack and dies. And so then she's handcuffed to this bed oh. in this remote cabin, and she has to try and get out. And she kind of starts losing her mind. Directed and by the director. It, yeah, of it's the Oculus. Guy. Oculus and Hush. Ooh, and I like that. and Wajatu. Oh right. And oh, I don't what like was that. the other one? I think there was one more. Anyway. Hush. Uh, they, I, I never saw. I didn't see I, Hush. I, I thought it was stupid. Oculus is very good. It is a good. Oculus movie. is awesome. But yeah, it's a. It's got some weird moments in it. It's got some really fucking weird moments that. The ending's a little, but that's Stephen King for you. So. I feel like, uh, the setup sounds really dumb to me, Carrie. Um, <laughs> is the mo- like it's it's, it's very it's nothing extraordinary okay. about this movie, but okay. it's a fun easy watch and it's got some good gore in it. So if you like the okay. good, if you Ste- like the good Stephen gore, Stephen King really is like its own genre. Yeah. Like, no matter what, like if was this a was, short story or a novel? A uh, novel. Okay. 
I believe. Like, I, I haven't read it. Every Stephen King thing, whether it's like something like It or like Carrie or uh, fucking whatever, it all has this weirdness that's so unique about it. Yeah. Whether it's yeah. like held in reality or not. And I'm assuming this movie's all like it's all reality for the most part. Well, uh, it's, it's from the trailer you can see some of that weirdness. I yeah, think. it's but the weirdness is to, the weirdness starts, is more of like her own to, mind. Yeah, she hallucinates yeah. a little bit, and then there's it's some... not like there's one of those interdimensional turtles just walking around. Or <laughs> there's whatever. not a truck. It's crazy. It's an alien truck. Yeah. So yeah, it's just it's it's just a a. a, a it's fun. It's fun. Okay. If you have a Netflix account and you're yeah, fucking bored. Exactly. Like mm. all of us. Like here. It, it's worth it's worth an, an easy watch, I would say. Like it's it's slightly above average, but it's not gonna not gonna change change the game have, or anything. Have the but... Netflix movies ever like reached that point of like Whoa. I heard Oak Chest pretty good. I've been mean to watch I that. Yeah, I haven't Oak. watched that either. I've I I've been hearing it it gets got like Tilda Swinton. It, it, I, I heard it as Tilda Swinton did it. <laughs> I heard it gets like it gets really into that whole like meat production thing, and that stuff freaks me out. Mm. Back to our raw discussion. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. So yeah. yeah. So if you have a spare spare evening, I'd say Gerald's Game is. If there's a gun to your head and you're being told Gerald's Game or Mother, you know the right decision. It's got it's got it's got some it doesn't it it has some some big messages that it kind of doesn't handle the Mm. best, but. It's it's fun. It deals with it deals with trauma and coming to terms with your past, and it, mm. it's kind of it's kind of awkward in that Stephen King kind of way, but it's fun. Well, with that, that is actually all the movies for September. It is really a slim month. Uh, Ryan, you saw a major We're release. We're going to my movie first. <laughs> okay, fine, fair, <laughs> right. Well, let's. let's Let's go into the actual big one. Mr. Big Ego here. Like, oh, yeah, my movie's actually the big important. We should fucking make some room. <laughs> let's, get, Carrie, let's get rid of this fucking stupid shit first before Carrie, tell I me, talk about my movie. Tell me about... Carrie, what is your movie? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the what, real movie. <laughs> what movie did you decide to see when I texted you if you wanted to go to the movies so, yesterday? So Ryan texted me yesterday. And I was like, Blade Runner? And I was like, nah, man, I'm seeing a real movie. Fuck that. <laughs> I sent him the My Little Pony movie poster. I assume that movie was probably 10 bucks, right? What, My Little Pony? Yeah. No, we really? got student tickets oh, okay. for that shit. I figured that would be a special event, so I thought they would have charged uh, you for a premium price. But yeah, this has been this has been a running gag with me and Greg, because when we went to see... My Little Pony? Uh, no. <laughs> when we went to see, well, kind of. When we went to see uh, Captain Underpants, there was a poster for this in the hallway, and he was like, oh, we're seeing that, and so... And you were like, did. sure we and, are. <laughs> and then 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 it's turned into this whole bit where we bamboozled a bunch of people into coming to see my little phone. Okay, so here's the thing. They were pissed. So <laughs> Really? From, awesome. from the first season I've seen of My Little Pony, the TV show, it's fine. It's not it's, it's you can do you, worse than you showed me the first episode and I remember thinking, This is solid for what it is, but I don't give a shit. Yeah, I, I, it's nothing very engaging or charming. Like, it's definitely better than it has any right to be. I mean, it's Lauren Faust, so it looks gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. 
But like I, I don't, I didn't feel anything. This, so this is the first and only My Little Pony thing I have seen, and hopefully we'll ever see. But you know, so it, was it not enjoyable? No, it was fine. I just oh, okay. don't really give a shit about My Little Pony. What's the bad guy? Is what, it what's, calamity? What's the, or uh, what's the plot of the My Little Pony movie? Is so, it that ho- half so, goat man? No, no, you're gonna like this. The what plot does of Emily the movie... Blunt <laughs> doing here? Is it the so, smooze? Uh, so uh. Their Twilight Sparkle right. is trying to set up a party. God, I hear you. Because, what? <laughs> this sounds like the most typical because, fucking. Okay. Because uh, Songbird something shit nah, pony no, is coming, is... but that pony is Sia, <laughs> and it's got its mane over its eyes. That's, it's this not, sounds it's pretty good, actually. It's awesome. So like, Sia's coming. Well, they call her Songstress, Songbird, or whatever. But they're like. Sia's coming, we gotta make this party, and then, uh, the, 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 the princess Celestia, and the other two head honcho ponies, that- Rainbow Dash? No, 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 uh, not the main six, George, uh, the- The the new cast of characters will go fall in love No, there's the, the moon one, and the- Yeah, right, yeah. Moon, spark, and ocean fucker. (laughs) Yeah, uh, but so then the then uh, Emily Blunt shows up and her as Emily Blunt. Yes, uh, her pony's name is. Oh, it's like Nighthawk. <laughs> sure, and uh, she she uh, encases the three big princesses in stone, and then Twilight Sparkle gets away, and then they have to they have to. She is the Emily Blunt's evil pony is being controlled by this storm guy, and he's like, and she doesn't have a horn. Her horn got broken off, mm-hmm. and uh, he's like, if you want your horn back, you gotta bring me these princesses, and I have to harness their power and make this staff that controls the wind and weather, and then through the power of friendship, uh, they overcome. Okay, is it fine? You said it's fine. It's fine. Okay. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be that asshole who's like the writing on the My Little Pony. Like again, like, it was that, fun. That show was fun. That show was fun. It was fun, and they uh, the Sia Pony was worth it. She that was sounds. She that was sounds so great. That it, sounds, it, it was. Great. It was. It was like the the Shakira thing in Zootopia, uh, but I actually cared. Gotcha. <laughs> but uh, also, Sia is bigger than Shakira. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like Sia didn't just write a song for this movie. She's in the fucking movie. To be fair, also, Sia writes a song for any fucking well, movie. Well, yeah, I know, yeah. but like, it's like this movie takes it a step She probably further. did a song for Mother. I probably, and, oh, probably, uh, oh, fuck. probably did. <laughs> but yeah, yeah the, it's just their, their adventures as they try and get to... Because as, as Princess Celestia is being frozen in stone, she's like, go to Queen Hippo. And it's like, so they have to go to the Queen to get this thing to solve everything. Okay. Uh, Christian Chenoweth plays a hippogriff. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. The hippogriff guy. What's his name? Calamity. Kerbis. I don't know. Something. Anyways. But yeah, friendship prevails. This is my other favorite movie this year about the power of friendship. The first one being it. Oh, this okay. one being. <laughs> There's a theme this month. <laughs> friendship. Well, with that, Ryan. For everyone who's still listening. Tell me. <laughs> tell me about what is probably one of the worst ideas for a sequel. Ever just lightly because we want to see it. So too. so Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Uh, first off, we're gonna talk about the original Blade Runner because neither of you have seen it. No, I have no concept of what Blade Runner is. So Blade Runner is it's one of those movies where like it hasn't aged well, 
but it's so influential to like sci-fi and noir that it's like required viewing. For, like it's like, it's modern cyberpunk. There's it's, a lot it's, of air quotes. It's cyberpunk. That, that there's a lot of there's a lot of air quotes. It's the Bible for cyberpunk. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And it's like I saw it for a film class. I had to write a small thing on it, and like it's fine. The problem with Blade Runner is so many films since then have been influenced right. by what it did, but what it did that yeah. that watching it is like looking at like the bottom level, right? Like it the building it, blocks it, yeah, of yeah, something yeah, yeah, that's totally. I've seen so much greater, so much greater things of. So it doesn't really do much. For Everyone me. loves Judge Dredd, the Super Mario Brothers movie. Classic, yeah, I mean. all the classics. But the plot of the original Blade Runner, because for the most part, you don't really have to. You just have to. If you had watched Blade Runner. 30 years ago and vaguely remembered the plot, you're fine. <laughs> as far as I understand, let me see if I can guess. It okay. is uh, Harrison Ford plays Deckard, who is this guy who hunts rogue robots? Or androids. Rogue androids. They're called replicants. Replicants. And they're basically human human creations that are kind of organic, not really. Exactly, though. right. right. And, they're, and these human replicants are used as basically slave labor, labor right. on like off-world colonies to do all the ma- the manual shitty labor that people don't want to do and it takes pl- This sounds was, dope. The original movie takes is was it was released in 1982 and it takes place in 2019. Whoa. So we got we got some ways to go, my man. <laughs> uh, and it's all this like dark future. There's no sun. It's all neon lights and darkness and it's raining constantly much like how it is in our studio right now. <laughs> and Basically, uh, Deckard is this uh, Blade Runner whose job it is to hunt down basically rogue replic- rogue robot people, man. Replicants. Replicants who are misbehaving or whatever and yeah. retire them, kill them. Right. And he's brought in on this job for these replicants who have been killing people and kind of have a plan for how to outlive their four-year lifespan. So he goes out, he meets this uh, woman who's a replicant, and she's this kind of ex- experimental one who has the lifespan of a normal person. And he falls in love with her, and it's all like, oh, I love you, but you're a replicant. Uh, I'm Harrison Ford. This was my prime. And I assume he goes rebel, he fucking... Uh, they don't really... Ki- he, it's more about him killing the replicants, and there's this great... There's a great uh, monologue at the end where he's facing off against the main replicant villain guy and they're not really villains because they're just trying to get their own freedom it's all about it's complicated there's a lot of there's a lot to it and he gives a great monologue about like what's it like to feel fear boobity 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 right it's very it's it's a lot better than i'm making it out to be it's a very good movie i doesn't do much for okay. me so then at the end right. of the movie basically harrison ford goes off with his uh replicant uh girlfriend and everything goes Happily ever after. Now here we are. And then there's the whole theory of is Deckard a replicant? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's because, what I heard. Because there's there's imagery in different cuts of the movie that show like, oh, is he a robot or not? Blah, blah, blah. And all that stuff. For the most part, in Blade Runner twenty forty nine, the whole the replicants in this future, because there's some events and these replicants are different. A lot of the stuff from the original one is different so you don't really need to know that the complexities of like okay how do we know if this is a replicant or a human because those lines have really thinned since then it's been 30 years of progress in robot making george but anyways jared leto the one who makes the robots correct yes okay which 
let me just say, without huge spoilers, Jared Leto is the worst thing about this movie. Okay. <laughs> not because he's actually not in the movie that much. Oh. He's he's the whole like character in one of the uh, spinoff short films that were released uh, to promo the movie. He's just this blonde guy who walks around. He gives monologues and he like acts, which is like because he's blind, he like kind of looks around and acts menacing. And it's it's so like you could tell that Jared Leto was like. I'm going to give it my all. <laughs> I'm going to have all the eyes on me. All the cameramen are going to be looking at me. Of course they are, Jared Leto. That's their fucking job. Look at you. You're a fucking actor. You don't need to meth act everything. Just show up and do your job. You don't need to put in contacts to make yourself blind for a movie, you fucking twat. God damn it, I hate him. He's the worst part of the movie just because he's a... But he's not in it that much. He's right? not in it that much. He's not even really the, even though like he's the villain or whatever, he he's he's all background. It's all to get people in to see it. Mm-hmm. But the main plot of the movie is Ryan Gosling is a Blade Runner in this new future. He's killing he's killing robots. He's pretty much what Deckard was. He's pretty much the new Deckard, and a case shows up after he uh, goes after a Blade Runner where some he's like, hmm, I should investigate this more, and it leads him down the slippery slope of what's happening right. and how these robots advanced and then also goes into different details of what is it to be real what is it to be this and holy shit it does it so fucking well and the movie is also pretty and visual and the right light- dennis villeneuve uh, director of arrival <laughs> and uh, is it is prisoners no they what, what? Uh, i think i think prisoners was it prisoners yeah, okay and he did I, enemy I, I, and, I, I only know uh, him from Arrival, unfortunately. Right. And there was more, but, you know. But, yeah, this movie is... But, that, yeah, that's movie, the thing. This movie is absolutely incredible. Right, that's, what, that's yes. the thing with Blade Runner. Like, this is literally one of the most influential modern films. Like, it is sci-fi, and it's so easy to fuck up because at least I, I'm not into the cyberpunk genre, but what everyone says, like, what people get from Blade Runner is the aesthetic. They don't get yes. the politics and what the actual story is about. The, and, the politics yeah. and, like, the story are a lot more fleshed out in this one right. because it has that mo- more modern approach and also Ridley Scott... And really, yeah, he, and really, he was pulled to the side of it. it was right. like, let's let people understand the movie and not argue about which cut is the correct one right. of the film. But it's great. It is great. The, the My two caveats, because I don't want to go into too much detail, is Jared Leto sucks, and also this movie is two hours and 43 minutes. Damn. But when it was over, I wish it was longer because <laughs> I loved every moment of it. My favorite, my favorite moment in in the theater, which it was annoying because I went to the theater and it was really empty, which sucked. But uh, the, the only people in my row was like this teenage couple, and there were and the whole time they were like laughing and like tickling each other and talking uh. the whole movie in like quiet scenes where Ryan Gosling is sad and I what does so it mean to be alive what is it we're all being we're <laughs> all so being used we're Why? all being used we're all mechanisms part of the and machine. then halfway through the movie which was you know 90 minutes into the movie oh, okay. they like got up and was like this is boring and left and I was like yes finally mm. I can get into this more and I think at that point I had already started crying a little bit oh dear because <laughs> oh my god the movie's so good it's so good I'm excited Fuck, to hear it's it. It's so good. See, I'm excited to see it. Like, um, people, I've been reading people like, oh, it's, uh, it's a cinema, but like, generally, there's there are certain aspects about Ryan Gosling's character and his relationship with another character 
that like it brings it brought tear to my tears to my eyes every time they were on screen together it was so pretty and beautiful uh harrison ford's also great uh all the other side characters are great the main antagonist girl mm-hmm. fantastic and menacing uh so good so fucking good it it doesn't make sense how this movie could be so good yeah it's a sequel to this weird thing that fucking nerds like yeah and not really for the correct reason no yeah and again was replicated multiple times but they didn't understand what it was actually yeah. about or they twisted it to fit their own fucking political agenda. Specifically, I, I know this isn't a video games podcast, but you remember what that video game they showed at the Microsoft presser called The Last Night? That yeah. was sort of this cyberpunk thing. But mm-hmm. this guy completely, like, what happens if everyone has health care and everyone has pay? And so they're not motivated. They're not creative anymore. Bum, Shut bum, up. Bum. This is my Blade Runner. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm excited. Again, it seemed like the most impossible task in fucking imaginable. It is, but they but. they pulled it off way so so well. It's so good. I don't know. I I can't say anything okay. about that. But like, see this movie. It's two hours and forty three minutes. But if you're if that doesn't you're, seem very long to be honest. Like most blockbusters, I feel like two hours and a half, or at least they're getting there. At yeah. least most superhero fucking movies but, that but are also, boring as shit. Much like the original, you guys haven't seen it, but. The original Blade Runner is a lot of like slowness and talking, and actually I've not heard, a yes. lot of action. It's a lot of yeah, I've heard. But in like the original Blade Runner, and just like with Blade Runner twenty four nine, when there is action, there's like meaning behind it. It's not like with a typical action film where it's like let's get to the next action sequence. The, the conversations and the dialogue, and also the scenery and what the scenery fucking means, because mm-hmm. like just like with the original Blade Runner, there's no sun. It's all blackness and and smoke because the earth has been fucking polluted because it's the year 2049 and we're destroying mother nature i will say one last thing ryan um so blade runner like uh is a very like sort of political sort of weird thing but also this i feel like this thing is coming out in a hollywood system where we can't just let a mo- one movie exist mm-hmm. like you can't just release this is going to be a new star wars movie and that's going to be the star wars movie we'll come back to it later do you feel like they have room think- now? They have rope to hang themselves with now. If like they could keep going with this. I, I was reading because like I I did a lot of reading after I saw this movie because I I I'm in love with it. But Ridley Scott did say the quote was just like with Prometheus. Oh, I have plans for a lot more sequels yeah. after this. But you know we'll see with that. But the way the movie ends, even with the original Blade Runner, it ended with like there didn't need to be a sequel. Like right. it, it was it it was a finite story, and it was like okay, you could do more. And with this, it really is more about Ryan Gosling's okay. character than Harrison Ford so okay. coming into his life. Uh, I mean, uh, there could be. So you'd be saying it'd be the, really the the, the the world that the of Blade Runner twenty four is very interesting, and if the creative team wants to continue that, okay, they very well could, and it could be great. There's three short films that are varying quality, but. If you love the movie, it's great. One mm-hmm. focuses on Jared Leto and his uh, original creation of the new replicants that his company is making. That's just him acting the whole time, and it's obnoxious. Mm-hmm. Benedict Wan, however, is a CEO in that, or a CEO or like some businessman, and I love Benedict Wan. That's a great guy there. Uh, one of them is all about uh, Dave Parti- Bartista. Uh, oh, Drax- yeah, 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 Dave Bartista. He, he's in Blade Runner for a bit. 
it's all about his backstory. That's great. He has some adorably small glasses. <laughs> and one is basically there's an event that's talked about in Blade Runner 249 that's kind of like the turning point for like how things have changed since then. And that's why you don't really need to mm-hmm. see them. You don't need to understand the first Blade Runner that well to understand this one. And that's all about that event. And it's an anime film by the man who made uh, Cowboy Bebop. Oh. So it's very well animated and very pretty. That guy did something. Oh, well, never mind. I'm, I'm he did Blade Runner 20, 20 Black Nexus Down or whatever it was called. Okay. I watched it this morning. Well. See Blade Runner. It's so good. You should play Near Automata, Ryan. I, you think you'd really like that I, game I, I if you like Blade Runner. Anyways. I don't even like the original Blade Runner that much. It's, uh, I love this one, though. It's great. Anyways, that is a movie from October. There are two scenes where Ryan Gosling plays the piano. <laughs> I love La La Land. <laughs> I love Alien Covenant. Fuck. Oh. The, the first time he like, reached for a piano, it was like... And it was like almost that first See note. It was almost the first <laughs> note of the me and Sebastian thing. So I was like, oh, <laughs> I like this future. <laughs> La La Land still resonates in 2049. All right. That would be great. <laughs> if that, the music they listened to in 2049 was the soundtrack of La La Land. Anyway. That movie was okay. <laughs> Anyways. October, that was a movie October, probably the biggest movie October, but there's a shit ton of other stuff. Let's try and go through it. Happy Death Day. Uh, Stupid title, but apparently everyone's excited for it. I'm I think thrilled. it looks cool, man. I, I think it It's looks, got potential, I at least. I think it looks like trash, and I'm ready. Really? <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like, I don't well, know. I love Groundhog's Day but not everyone needs to put their own spin on it. Sure, but also the trailer looks Groundhog like Groundhog's Day, but action. Groundhog's Day, but their kids in high school. Groundhog's the, Day, but there's murder. But the trailer sort of understands, like, this is a campy shit movie. Does it, though? Yeah, I, I think know. so. I don't know. You don't... I don't know. I, I, that's the vibe Hopefully. I got from it. I see her creepy friend holding the cup here. It's like, Happy birthday. And I, 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 I see a movie that takes But also, a it's got fucking serious. 50 cents in the background of the entire fucking <laughs> that's movie. That's really true. I don't Party know. If, like it's yeah. your birthday. I feel like that's the marketing team being like, we have given know. us very few options of how we can do this. I expect this to be trash. I would love it if it was good. <laughs> I think it might be good. I don't know. Anyways. We'll see. Fucking never mind. Movie of the month. The Foreigner. Woo! Jackie Chan, Pierce Brosnan, you're going down. Jackie Chan, they killed his fucking daughter. He's going to come for Pierce Brosnan. He's going to kick He wants the... names. Oh, man. I'm so fucking excited for this movie. Holy <laughs> shit. Uh, yeah. It's been, it's been a hot minute since Jackie Chan has been in the... A movie? In a, in, he was in the Ninjago movie. He was Shut in Kung up, Kid. <laughs> he was in Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> I want to see. I his, only know. That I want to see him. He's he's amazing. I only know that he was in the Ninjago movie because before My Little Pony, they had a feature about the how there was a there was a squad of martial artists who played out all the all the, the moves Jackie Chan. that the, so Jackie the, Chan played like did the motion cap for the well they like Lego they like Ninja I think it was more of like a they he had a team of actual people doing the moves so that they could base well the yeah he Lego teach, he, he like it. teaches like people how to like and he also do played good. a character it was probably it, the right? Karate Kid right the remake the last big thing he did yeah that's probably it where he taught Jaden Smith kung yeah. fu anyways moving on we're gonna go through these 
The Amityville Awakening it's is finally, finally here. Finally coming out. For free. <laughs> For free. After all that trouble, Woo! after all those delays. Originally here it is. filmed in 2014. Here you go. It'll be on Google Play for free. I know I will be watching this. <laughs> All right, cool. You, you know what? Ryan in retrospect, t- Happy Death Day does look pretty Ryan good. Ryan will take the bullet. Ryan will take the bullet. All right. Uh, we should all take the bullet together. Oh, fucking God. <laughs> you guys have to watch Blade Runner still. Oh, I forgot about this fucking movie. Po- Professor Marston and the Wonder Woman. Who wants to talk the about Wonder it? Wonder Women. Wonder Women. I like, I like this. I like Who's the main actor again? I forget. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. He seems like they couldn't get Benedict Cumberbatch. Yup. Yup. That's what it looks like. Yep. Benedict Cumberbatch was this fucking misunderstood genius. And look at how fucking quirky and weird and cool he was. He's, uh, he he's in a polyamorous... Don't come from my favorite show. Oh, <laughs> he's in a polyamorous relationship. Look at him. He's Is that what that movie's about? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, this, it's, this is about the guy who made Wonder Woman. And yeah. the Wonder Woman character is based off his wife and... Their, his other wife. His, he had a, he, well, he had they a, they were all married. Well, like he wasn't married to her, but she was. Yeah, he had part a polyamorous relationship, and he was into like uh, some kinky shit as well. Yeah, yeah, that's why Wonder Woman originally looks real, real sexy. And has a rope. Uh, it has a rope because it's uh, a sexy rope. Who is the actor who's in this movie? It's fucking killing me. I, I'm, I'm trying to get. Okay. To Anyways, Geostorm, Gerald Butler. Gerard it's, Butler's back. I have nothing to say about this. It's it's not like. Does it, he pick the worst ideas? I, now? I, I, no, I think I think he's done. I don't think he has a career. I just think he's getting. What Excuse you. Oh, it's Luke Evans. Yeah, that's what I, oh, I was like. It's like it's I love fucking. Luke Evans. It looks like a very yeah. I forgot like, that it was him. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Geostorm. Geostorm is not what I, bad. Like, Fucking timing for <laughs> Geostorm, man. Really bad. Yeah, let's all go to the. Let's all go to the fucking. You don't want to all make us forget about the disasters going on. A disaster movie. Not only a disaster movie, but a disaster movie that features every single disaster. And then after have, we've experienced Gerard Butler's acting career, <laughs> the worst disaster yet, man. But, like, even the trailer, like, the idea is stupid. Let's build a giant, like, station that controls the weather. What could possibly go wrong? Oh, immediately? Again, I just... Man, that's uh, man. The PR team over that Geostorm, man. Like you know what the worst, right now. the worst thing to happen during the Geostorm is all the snowmen that got made. Oh, oh, and all the murders that occurred. <laughs> I have zero interest in watching this film. The Snowman oh. film, the Snowman, featuring everyone's favorite actor. Uh, is it Michael Fassbender? Yeah, Michael. Michael Fassbender playing. <laughs> A cop who's too cool for the rules, probably. Know. Frosty the snowman. I don't know. There's a snowman killer. It's, it's a killer, and he goes by the snowman. And he... I don't like winter movies. I don't say... Really? I, that's one of my they favorite They bore things. me. I love winter movies. Winter's my favorite season, so I'm really upset. I just don't, just like, I don't like it in movies. It's boring. I, I love don't it. know, man. Some my favorite movies set in winter. <laughs> Name some good movies with the winter. Uh, The Thing. Uh, ah, eight. shit. Uh, <laughs> no, Hateful Eight. Ooh, let, let, uh, excuse uh, you. I don't know about that movie. Let, let the right one in. Uh, oh, that was good. Krampus. Fargo. Alright, I received my statement. I don't know. <laughs> a bad winter movie is boring to me. I don't that, know. That's that that's definitely makes sense because winter's a very dreary month. So yeah. like, the acting's dreary. It's like okay, mm, yeah, yes, like, there you go. But like, I love a good horror movie set in the snow just because I don't know. Jack just, Frost. That's another. what I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> Classic one. Michael Keaton. Is 
in it. Okay. That's the spooky, scary snowman. Look, man. <sighs> Boo. <laughs> two. They making. They could have said two. Then it. Then the two. It, <laughs> yeah. Then like it look right. <laughs> Boo two. Or Does that two. not make sense? I think oh, shut up, George. You don't know anything about Tyler Perry's I don't care. Halloween sequel. Cult of Chucky. Did the first one do good? The first boom. I, I, I don't think know. they they come out and someone watches it. And I think they still. I know yeah, they have movies, their audience. Yeah, have an audience. Is what I was gonna say, but I don't know. I think they do well in like home video. Mm, Anyways, probably. that makes sense. Chucky. They're making another one. I didn't know about Cold, this. Cold of Chucky. It came uh, out. It came out on the third on Blu-ray. And it comes out on uh, Netflix exclusively uh, very soon, if not already. Uh, made by the same guy who made the other Chucky yeah, films. Yeah, I, I like Child's Play one. That's it. I I have I have a history with the Child's Play movies. I watched them a lot as a kid, so they're, they're like I know they're not great. In fact, a lot of them are really bad. They're all kind of, <laughs> but like... but they feel very nostalgic to me. And uh, Curse of Chucky is like surprisingly really good. That's the 2013. Uh, oh, I remember. I, I heard of that. It was pretty it's good. It's very good. It, it's set in this uh, house with um, a crippled woman, and she basically comes in contact with this Chucky with the Chucky doll, and it pretty much plays out like the first Child's Play movie, where it's like, is this doll real or not? And See, because, yeah, yeah. And because it's it was 2013, it looked right and not like, oh, this looks like a small child in a. Like that's my thing yeah. with the whole child's play movies like the concept of the doll maybe maybe not being real was more and more interesting than the doll being super real and it's saying fucking shit and cock all you the time. fucking cut you, yeah. you bit off my arm yeah yeah i don't know <laughs> anyways but anyway, the cold chucky basically takes place in this hospital and uh chucky's off to kill someone uh it's the same i believe it's the same woman from curse of chucky and basically uh, a cult thing has been formed around uh, Chucky. And from what I heard, this movie is fucking buck wild <laughs> and really weird in like a very good way. So I'm very much excited. Would you call for this. it Chuck Wild? No. <laughs> <laughs> what is the killing of a sacred deer? That it's, is an A24 it's film. A24, it's got Colin Farrell. No, 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 no. It's Colin Farrell and Nicole Kidman. They're back together okay. again. And I don't know much about the plot, but it's well. I know that I know that this won't excite either of you, but I'm fucking thrilled about it. It's the same guy who directed The Lobster. Oh yeah! So I'm so excited. There's a lot of stuff I like about Lobster. So it's uh, it's like Colin Farrell plays this doctor, and there's some weird, unsavory, like like thriller esque shit that happens, and. I'm just really excited. Yeah, I got nothing. I, I know you don't, but here, let me show you the poster. The poster's cool. Is it? That looks like a poster from the... Yeah. <laughs> that looks like an A24 poster. No, that looks specifically the, like the, the lobster. lobster. Like, oh, look, yeah. at, look at that font. <laughs> that, that's yeah. lobster That is the lobster, yeah. That's a good poster, though. But anyway, I, talk about I'm so film. fucking excited. Killing of a Sacred Deer. I'll watch it. I'll, 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 I'll watch it, too. I'll get it, unlike you heathens. <laughs> I actually understood Mother, unlike you guys. <laughs> Woodstruck. Kirsten Dunst. Wonderstruck. You oh. wrote... Kira, you wrote... Is it supposed to be? I it's thought... Woodstruck. Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah, Murder is Woodstruck, place, right? Oh. It takes place in the woods. I don't know. I, I, I was ass- looking at a list. I, assume, I just copied that. I assume this is the Kirsten Dunst movie that... The indie movie that's getting fucking railed. Yeah. yeah. Unless that's there... why I put it on here. Okay, unless thought... there is a movie called Wonderstruck that's coming out in 2017. Wonderstruck sounds like a movie that came out in 2004. 
Okay. Wood shock. Wood shock. That's what I meant to put. Wow, you got it very wrong. <laughs> also, to be fair, the movie trailer. Well, they, let me they, look up Wonderstruck. They Let's show Wonderstruck they show is. the title in the movie trailer, and it's fucking illegible in that trailer. Oh, ha! Wow, there is a Wonderstruck movie. It's just a completely different movie with Julianne Moore in it. Oh. Oh. <laughs> the story of a young boy in the Midwest is told simultaneously with a tale about a young girl in New York from 50 years ago. So they both seek the same mysterious did, connection. Did, ah! did Wood whatever the fuck already come out? I don't know. Anyways, fuck it. I, thought, I put. Th- I just saw that on the list and I thought that it that it was yeah, that. Yeah, that was that. I thought it was already. My and- bad, guys. That's my goof. <laughs> Anyways, I only care which about which movie we're talking about. Woodstruck or Wonderstruck? No. <laughs> we're talking about Jigsaw now. Fuck okay, all Jigsaw. Okay. Who likes the Saw movies? Saw here? one is all right. Saw one was really. I like good. Amanda a lot in Saw two and three. I loved Amanda in Saw two, or no, I loved Amanda in the first Saw, and then when she came back in Saw two, I was like, yeah, and then she was bad, and I was like, I trusted you, but that's those movies. They got those twists. But I don't know why I found myself so interested in the first three movies. I don't think they're great. Uh, I think one's a really boring movie, actually. Um, it's really drawn out. And two is really cheesy. But three is interesting enough because you can see they wanted to conclude it with three. But they were like, no, we got to keep is, moving these. I Like I said last podcast, I watched all of these pretty much on the same day. So the events of the movies get a little right. blurred for me. Is the third one, the second one's The House. Yes. And then the third one, is the third one the one with the husband and wife? Where uh, Jigsaw's dying and they bring in the doctor. Yes. Okay, I like that one. I think that that one's the most interesting and the most involved. And again, I think you can tell that they thought they were going to wrap it up there. Or some, I don't know. I like Saw 3. It's pretty cool. I like how Amanda's in it a lot. Um, I have no interest in this whatsoever. What? I've I've only seen Saw 4. Why do they look so cheap? Yeah. That's the, well, because like the first one was made with like twenty dollars and a fucking dream, so and then, then that did well. But at least so that then they're like, let's lit. keep that aesthetic. What, what what studio makes the song? Twisted movies? Pictures. So, That's all they make. So, well, because I, I remember when Saw the final chapter came out, they were all like, okay, we're gonna move forward with other franchises because we've kind of killed this. I remember reading that specifically. And then I heard they're making a jigsaw movie. I was like, okay, clearly that didn't pan out for them. <laughs> so they're like, let's do the tried and true method of the Saw movies. Also, the final chapter was 2012, I think. Yeah. A while ago. Uh-huh. No! Five, five years? No. You, oh, well, it's enough time for them to maybe try something else, right? Yeah. Are oh, they, I think though, they, they did. They added the word jigged to They the did name. Deadly <laughs> Silence as well. That's also a movie they made, I think. Hmm. Um... But no, like, Saw 1 was at least a movie. They were trying to make a movie there. Well, yeah, that was, like, an idea. And then, I don't know. And 2 and 3, 2 and 3 look better than anything they've made. I don't know. I, I just think they gave up at one point. I was like, fucking, yeah. I don't fucking know. Just, Elias Koteas, just say some weird shit. I don't fucking know. It's, it's just a joke for me at this point. So I need to I need to see Jigsaw. What is this last Yeah, movie? what's Suburbic- Suburbicon. It's the oh, uh, Matt Damon one. That's the, uh, that, what, Alexander oh, Payne movie? Uh, that's why it's Omaha Steaks, because Alexander Payne uh, fucking oh, is from fuck. Nebraska. Yes, he I made Nebraska. I just, it's, oh no, uh, George Clooney, my bad. Uh, I said Matt, well, Matt Damon's in it, but I thought it was like the Matt Damon thing, but it's directed by George Clooney, but it's getting oh! like bad reviews, but it looks exactly like my kind of shit, so I'm just really excited. It's like this, uh... I was confusing you with another movie, though. It's, it says, a home invasion rattles a quiet family town, so it's like yeah. this 
as you could probably venture to guess by the title, it's this suburban, like, unrest, and it's just, like, it looks real Coen Brothers-y, and I think they, like, even wrote it, wrote, like, co-wrote, yeah, right, yeah, Joel Coen, they were co-writers with George Clooney, and I think it looks fun. I think it looks fun. Um, it's got it's got Julianne Moore, Oscar Isaac. Was the last movie George Clooney made? Was that The Monuments Men? Probably. Because that movie didn't do well at all, and I know people were like, "Oof, all right, George, all right." <laughs> uh, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Monuments it was Men. The Monuments Men. And then he made Ides of March. That was a good movie. I never saw it. I wanted to. But yeah, I don't know. I think it might be fun. I'm excited. Yeah, I don't know. I I just I, I like the trailer. look of I, it, yeah, but I, I don't know. Once, yeah. And I was like, that looks quirky. Yeah, I like the look <laughs> of it, but I don't know. Um, Ryan loves George Clooney. Yeah, my favorite actor. <laughs> I think that's it. JC, that's what I call him. Well, I hope the foreign is good. <laughs> I'm looking through October now. I was like, there's a lot of stuff, but it's all like... It's all... Yeah. Well, because everyone's looking to see Blade Runner. But Killing of a Sacred Deer, though. I'm excited for that. Well, mm. that that's that's a small thing. That might come that, out in November. Yeah, yeah, for us. God fucking damn it. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways. Unless you write a strongly worded letter to... I will. <laughs> to the, the 824 Twitter account. Yeah. <laughs> Bring that dear to Omaha. <laughs> Anyways, that's an episode. Um, Sorry if our mother discussion went off the fucking rails. That's not a good movie. <laughs> Just like that movie that's did. That's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Um, Look, all you need to know is you saw it already, probably, and that was great, right? Yeah, it was fantastic. Watch Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Sure. Don't don't worry about the first one. Like, Carrie, feel like you really don't want to see Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Carrie, what's one of your favorite movies of all time? Uh, The Shining. Exactly like The Shining. <laughs> <laughs> the TV version. Oh, though. it's exactly yeah, it's, like you it. You mean the real one? No, 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 no. <laughs> Anyways, that's an episode of Movies Are Real. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, as usual, the usual spiel. Uh, you can rate and review us on iTunes. That'd be wonderful. It helps us out a lot. Um, you can find me at jcruzalvarez26 on Twitter. Ryan, where can the great people find you? You can find me at Twitter at FryanPans. F-R-Y-A-N-P-A-N-S. Nice. <laughs> it's a joke on the name. The name's Ryan. And he's a fry cook. Not anymore. I was fired for... You were birdie. fried. I was fried for, for killing people. Carrie, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at K-A-R underscore E Lyles. L-Y-L-E-S. For the love of God, get rid of the underscore. I can't, no. <laughs> it's my I, brand now. I'm excited to find out if Blade Runner is... As good as Ryan says, or if it's just another one of those Ryan movies where I'm just like, Ryan, I'm it definitely Like, when you guys watch the movie, you will see what I'm talking about. And you'll it, be like, yeah. Was it the soundtrack? Or the, did they change the, the Hans soundtrack? Zimmer soundtrack is oh, fantastic. Oh, yeah, they did change the soundtrack. It's Hans are. Zimmer's soundtrack, which is fantastic. And Shout out to Hans Zimmer for making that soundtrack in like a month for that movie. But uh. yeah, when you guys see it, you'll know exactly, like, the. I, all of it's great, but there's a specific aspect about it that like really got me, and you will immediately know what you're doing. Yeah. All right. Don't watch Geostorm. Yeah. <laughs> just I don't. I or or don't watch Mother. Uh, watch Amityville Awakening because yeah. you because you free. can. <laughs> it's free, so that you have no what reason do you have not. To lose? 
an hour and a half of your time and yeah. your life, maybe. Whatever. All right. Well, until... maybe the movie's cursed. Maybe that's why <gasps> it doesn't come out. <laughs> and maybe the curse is going to be broken by giving it out for free. <laughs> like every time they Jeez. they're about to send this movie off, someone just fucking that like, reminds dies. me. Was Rings this year? Yes. It was. Yeah. Holy shit! I... Are you gonna watch Rings, George? Uh, I don't think so. Bazinga. No Baringa. <laughs> That's the show. That's the show. We'll see you next time. <laughs>